You're listening to Integration Redesigned, the podcast that unpacks ideas, trends, and topics that directly impact developers and tech professionals. Join us as we learn from experts who are innovating and developing emerging tech with the world's leading brands. Hey, everyone. My name is Kate Port. I'm your host, and I'm joined today by Tam, our field CTO for North America. Hey, Tam. Hey, Kate. Good to be here again. It's very nice to have you, as always. Uh, Today's topic is a funky one. We were talking earlier about this, data decentralization. I think there's always these topics that are hot in the market where we want to say, hey, yeah, we've got a thought about that. And, And data is not one that we shy away from. Uh, and, and decentralization of that data is something that companies are thinking about and faced with all the time, particularly recently as they think about where data is coming from, what kind of limitations they might have in getting that. So um, today we're going to talk about that and we'll see how far we get. But uh, Tam, why don't we start by defining what we mean by decentralizing data? Maybe, maybe you have an example of what it might look like um, or what companies were recommending in the past. Absolutely. So this is definitely one of those things where it could mean different things to different industries or companies or really different maturity levels when it comes to their data management strategies. But holistically, there's there's multiple schools of thought on how to manage your data. But one that's been growing in popularity over the past few years, especially with the uh, the the more modern solutions that the cloud is able to provide, is the fact of centralizing all of your data or at least the analytics around your data into a data warehouse or a data lake strategy. The problem with that is while that's a more centralized model and it does provide a lot of efficiencies for things like machine learning or AI algorithms or really deep analytics, the problem is with all of these different security, privacy concerns, with the rise of edge IoT, there's a lot of data that is getting created. And so sometimes, especially when it's inaccessible, it's better to let data or data has to reside not in a centralized place. It has to reside in the edge or in that source uh, that, that source system that it's in. But you still need access to it as, a, as an IT leader or as an enterprise to be able to make informed decisions like an omni-channel retail approach, for example. So coming up with the strategy to say it's okay if everything is not centralized into our you know, centralized data solution, but how do we still get the insights and the value from data that's going to that either by because it has to or deliberately as a strategy needs to reside on the edge or, or not in a centralized place? That's the importance of data, right, is it's giving you insight into your customer, your industry, your product. So to be able to utilize it is critical. And, and really, that's the outcome that we're expecting when we try to access this information. So why would there be a push? I mean, we went from pushing to centralize, now pushing to decentralize. What's the wave that you're hearing about? You know, and again, I think we're probably on the forefront of that wave, right? So we don't know all the answers, but what's your interpretation of that recommendation? Depends, right? I kind of, at least early, this early stage when it comes to what we're talking about with, with you know, data decentralization, I'd almost put the, put it into two different groups. One's that can't access data because of some kind of regulatory security privacy concern. A lot of that could be even marketing related. If you start thinking about, you know, the likes of how Facebook, Google, some of that, they're not going to allow for more third party tracking cookies, things like that. They're only going to allow for that first party data. So the amount of data that you're going to be able to take off of their platforms is going to continue to diminish. 
Then there's the other side of it where you're just producing so much data that it starts to become economically, not as economically feasible, either from a technology perspective or just like from a, from a limits of the technology perspective, such as some of IoT and edge, or just the amount of data that would have to get centralized and what the cost of that would be to, you know, then, you know, get into transit or to manage or to store. And so I think that there's kind of two different schools of thought, but, but, or, or reasons that are kind of driving those, at least in the early stages, we've seen, you know, things like the GDPR in Europe and some of those uh, security concerns around that, that have, you know, been enterprises have had, and, and technology providers have been had to deal with for years. And then you have California Privacy Act and, and, and next year, I think there's four additional states that are voting on similar regulation in the United States that's, that aligns with the, you know, with the California Privacy Act or similarities to the California Privacy Act. And so I think that it's important when it when it's when it's leaning in on a company like us, it's important and prudent to have a strategy to and a, and a piece of technology that supports whatever gets thrown your way, whether it's by choice or by you know force from a regulatory or security perspective. And I think that that's where we're really helping a lot of customers with the DigiV platform. The fact that you can access data and utilize it, no matter what source system it's in, to what destination it needs to go to, is really powerful. So I've heard everything from talking to different CIOs around, hey, help me get all of this data from all these systems into a centralized place. But we've also heard we need to be able to access this data from our partner or from our vendor, and we don't have the ability to bring that in-house or we're not allowed to bring that in-house. Can we still utilize that data in a way that's going to let us make informed business decisions, give us the insights that we need and you know, ultimately have the workflow that we need it to, to be able to build? And the answer to that is it can be yes. Because even if you do have a very centralized data management strategy and practice at an enterprise architecture level, you still might have some data that you're not able to get in there. So how you interact with that to ultimately enrich your, your centralized data set is important. And I think that the biggest thing is that these different trends and regulations, they pop up all the time, whether it's a new framework that you ultimately have to format all your data on, or you know, there's actually international standards now for receipts. When you buy something online, your, your invoice and receipt has to look the same, and that's to try to push more you know, scanning and, and AI in that space forward. So these regulations are going to keep coming. These reasons and, and your strategy is going to keep evolving based on what the next big thing is or the next new hurdle that we have to get over is or the next big innovation in the space is. And so as we've constantly been talking, especially through some of these sessions, getting a centralized or getting a, um, sorry, an enterprise integration strategy that's flexible enough to handle these different challenges to make sure that you can adapt and pivot is absolutely critical. Well, there you go, right? That was going to be my next question is how does this I mean, we've talked about the larger question of what is an integration strategy and how do I do an how do I create an integration strategy, right? But then if you take it down a level and start thinking about the data, it's almost like understanding that you don't have a centralized data situation happening, that if you understand that, you can then build on top of it. So what would be your advice or how does this play into an integration strategy? I don't think the question is if at all. I think it's more of like what what is the impact of this when you think about integrations? It's always designed that you know and have a plan that we're going to be, you know, a centralized first company or we're going to be a decentralized complete, you know, completely decentralized company and and have data reside in those systems and access it on demand. Like whatever approach makes the most sense for your organization, draw that line in the sand and do that. But then have, you know, freedom within the framework, right? Some flexibility within that framework to be able to rise to any of these additional challenges that might go against that architectural decision. 
where companies get into trouble is when they start designing something that it's around absolutes. It's always going to be this way, or this is our only strategy. And that's, that's, I mean, as we've seen in our state of integration report, most of the majority of those, uh, of the leaders that responded said that they rebuilt it, you know, I think 50% saying oh, more than five and core critical integrations within the past 12 months. So that just shows you right there that the integration approach and strategy needs to be flexible. So it's always good to have that target state and say, hey, this is what we're shooting for. This is what we're aiming for when it comes to our data strategy and our integration approach. But what happens when there's mission critical information that's somewhere else that we need to be able to build data flows and workflow around that we need to be able to integrate that doesn't align to this mold and having a plan for that. Now, it's important. That's why it's important to keep up with some of these trends and to hear some of these things. And that's definitely something that we're doing here at Digibee. But if you invest in technology and ride the innovation curves of companies like ours that are helping you push that integration strategy forward, you're going to be well you're going to be well suited to be able to handle these different kind of hurdles that get thrown your way, especially when you know something doesn't align back to that strategy. So I guess in summary, the answer is have a direction that you want to go, called kind of that that north star, but be ready and be make sure that your solutions are flexible so that you can integrate even if it goes if, if some piece of technology that becomes mission critical starts to go against that architectural trend that you established. The only thing that's constant is change, as we all know, uh, probably way too, way too well. Tam, thank you so much for joining me. I think data is going to be a topic that we frequent often, so I'm sure you'll be back, but thank you for joining me today. Excellent. Thanks, Kate. You've been listening to Integration Redesigned. To learn more about how Digibee can help your team connect and integrate systems at scale, visit digibee.com. Thanks for listening.